the question that I would ask you and that, that I've asked myself, if, if I continued at the same pace, where am I headed? If I continued on the same trajectory that I've been going at, if it was just more and more of the same, where would I be headed? And I think for some of us, the answer, if we're honest with ourselves, might be burnout. And coaching is really, it's a disruption in that pathway towards, towards burnout. Welcome to another episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. We're so thankful that you're listening along with us. Um, if you've been listening with us, but you haven't subscribed, we really encourage you to do that. That means you're going to get a notification every time that we come out with a new episode. And also, if you would rate and review the podcast, it helps us get into more earbuds of different leaders across the country and helps us get noticed. In today's episode, Alan and I are going to talk about something that's very near and dear to our heart, which is coaching, both because we've seen the fruit from it personally, but also because really this is the bread and butter for what we do at Stay Forth Designs. Um, we've seen uh, just coaching transform lives. And so we're going to talk about what coaching is, what coaching isn't, and why it's so crucial. And so um, I'm with Alan Briggs today in the studio, and we're going to talk um, first and foremost about what coaching is. So Alan, can you define for us what coaching is and then also what coaching isn't? Yeah, I was a little late to the game on coaching. I grew up playing sports and so I always thought about coaching just within sports and within athletics. And uh, so for me, what's crazy is I was actually coaching people before I knew what it was. And I would just give this as a simple definition, walking alongside of others with the posture of a guide to help them reach their goals. So that first piece, walking alongside of others. We're partnering in somebody else's journey, but we have this posture of a guide. I was a mountain guide for a season and uh, it was it was incredible and it was hard. And we got these flatlanders up on top of this 13 and a half thousand foot peak many times who had no business being on, on top of the peak. And truthfully, I couldn't have carried them. I can carry extra water and snacks and sort of coach them up in that sense, but I do not have the ability to carry them up. So the posture of a guide, and we're helping them reach their goals, not our goals for them, but their goals. And so that that actually involves identifying the training process for them and then the climbing process of their mountain, which is, is really important. But I think maybe what's more important than what coaching is, is what coaching isn't. It's becoming a bit of a buzzword today. And so first of all, coaching isn't just friendship. And that kind of connecting two-way relationship, it's not mentoring. It's not that ongoing, just relational transfer of wisdom, uh, which, which is amazing, but that's not what coaching is. It's not training, which is more of a teaching or a putting into, while coaching is more of a pulling out of and extracting. It's not counseling. I'm a huge fan of counseling. My wife's a counselor. We've had her on the podcast before, uh, but but it's completely different from counseling, which is more kind of about owning the past and then moving forward. And lastly, it's not therapy, which may be overcoming traumatic events or seasons. Now, do we need all those? Yes. We need friends. We need mentors. We need trainers. We need counselors. We need therapists. But coaching is a very, very unique niche. Again, the posture of a guide, helping them to identify training for that, and ultimately climbing their next mountain. And this can be personal uh, in leadership. I mean, almost any area of life, you can have a coach and can have a huge impact. But we specifically focus on coaching leaders to be able to identify, climb, 
um, their mountain. And honestly, it's it's a blast. So um, yeah, coaching isn't just for sports uh, and, and isn't just for leaders, but there's so many different practical applications where we can pick our mountain and ultimately climb it and see greater success with somebody else coming alongside of us as a guide than we just could on our own. So I, I bet most of our leaders can relate with a mentor or they understand, you know, what it means to have a friend or a counselor. Um, but why do you think coaching specifically is so important? What's your why behind it? Why is it so crucial for today? Well, it's really interesting to, to watch this. That's a really good question because I think these are unique times that we're living in, but coaching has almost become vogue today. Like there's a lot of different coaches out there. It can be a really crowded space everybody seems to be a coach of something. You know, I'm coaching people in dog walking and the best posture. I mean, it's, it's crazy sometimes. Um, and so I would, I would be wary of anybody um, who really doesn't know exactly what a coach is, really hasn't had experience in that area, can't really tell you exactly what it is. But, but I think the why is maybe even more important than the what today. Um, first of all, our shifting world. I mean, the, the rate of change today is so quick that it's really hard to stay up on new things and actually can be so confusing. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And just the speed by which we're living our lives um, necessitates the slowing down, the pulling out with questions and to be able to help us figure out our next step. Um, secondly, there aren't many mentors out there. We talked about mentors, but really we've moved away from a culture uh, where you know you could sort of go to the village elders and they were right there around you. You had access to multiple generations. There's a scarcity of mentors, of people in our corner. The next one, there's a lack of neutral voices, especially if you're a leader today. You know that as leaders, many times people want something from us, and that can be a huge challenge, kind of this burden to bear that um, where do I go to get neutral advice where nobody who's leading me, being led by me, or will be deeply impacted by my choices? Uh, the next one, I think we're hungry for people who are experienced. I think we want guides that have gone that way before, that understand what it takes, that can ask hard leadership questions, and frankly, who aren't intimidated by us. That's the last thing somebody needs is a coach who's intimidated by them. That's just not going to work. And so people are looking for experience today, not just a dreamer, or an idea person, but somebody experienced enough to ask the right questions to kind of guide you down the way. Uh, the next one's really interesting. I think there's this mixture between information bloating and relational hunger. We've never had more information in outlets that we can get from free podcasts and books and conferences. Wherever you go, there's tons of great information and we're bloated on it. We have too much actually. and We need to curate that. But at the same time, I think we're coming back to a relational hunger. People are hungry to be a part of things like mastermind groups, hungry to be involved in relationships and conversations and kind of linger around topics that we couldn't years ago. I mean, I'm watching smaller and smaller conferences happen today. And so interesting to watch, too much information, not enough relationship. People are hungry for that. The next one, I think people inherently understand there's wisdom in community. I mean, that, that truly we can make better decisions together. And so whether it's wise counsel, whether it's other perspectives, whatever you call it, we know we make wiser decisions while we're in community. And we need that so we can make the wisest next step possible to lead us down the road. And, and the last one is I think there's a resurgence on health right now. I mean, this is near and dear to our heart with Stay Forth Designs, David, and, and you know that, and you're a coach, and this is something you're bought in for. Uh, but I'm hearing it 
everywhere I go is this focus back on health and longevity. So I think we're at the edge of a health revolution where people are just kind of over that idea of going a million miles an hour if it's going to lead us toward burnout, if we're going to hit the wall. And so, uh, so I think it's sort of a collision of all those different ideas makes people so ready for coaching today. And um, man, we're seeing a, a ton of results. So it's incredible to, to see that. Um, David, why don't you take us back uh, to your first introduction to coaching? How did you discover what coaching is? Yeah, you talk about information overload, and it's incredible the amount of information that we have access to. I mean, our smartphones are computers in our pockets, and obviously, more information doesn't um, tell us what to do with that information. And we can be just as overwhelmed, just as unclear about the path that we're supposed to take if information automatically equaled um, results or our next right step or what we're supposed to do. Then we would all be taking those because we have access to almost unlimited information. And so in some ways, um, the more information that we have, the more paralyzed we feel, at least that's how it can be for me. And so my experience, the way that I got introduced to coaching was, was pretty much out of a necessity. Um, I had an amazing church that sent Susanna and I with some financial help and, um, just some amazing encouragers and mentors as pastors, um, that, that launched us into our church planting season, which was North of Steamboat Springs in the middle of nowhere. We were kind of a parachute plant. And um, it was out of necessity that I felt like I was drinking from a fire hose and I needed someone to process this season with. Um, things were going well, like God was doing great things. But uh, in order for me to actually learn from it and to continue to move through that season, I needed a, like you were saying, a neutral source, um, someone to uh, you know, ask the right questions, to pull some things out of me that um, were dormant or inside of me that... I was more reacting to rather than actually processing and understanding and articulating. So that's where we actually got connected. Alan, my, my wife was, was reading an article that you had wrote in the alumni magazine for the college that we went to, Taylor University. And it said that you uh, were a church planting director with Frontline Church Planting at the time. And I just said, I think this is a person that I need to start talking to. I think this is a person that I need to begin a relationship with and have that person in my life. And so I don't know if it was an email or a call and we had that initial call and from there a coaching relationship was birthed and we've been in relationship ever since. It's pretty cool to think about how, you know, kind of that, that one moment and that one article really has um, unlocked not only this podcast, but you coming along to, to be a coach. Um, awesome to think through. I remember our, our conversations really well. Uh, honestly, talking about anything from life and leadership and marriage and stress and overwhelm down to just big decisions that were coming up. But from your angle, David, get specific on that. How was our coaching relationship helpful to your life and leadership in that season? Well, as a new church planner, pretty much every one of my experiences was new. I mean, that's not you know surprising, but Whenever I had something that I was heading into that was daunting or scary, or I didn't know how to frame it or process it or figure out what, what the next step would be, coaching was there. And really in church planning, there's a thousand things you can do. I mean, it's not a neat job description where you know, you, you know exactly what you're supposed to do for that day. You know exactly what you're supposed to accomplish. I mean, there's like, there's like a thousand things you can do. And it's up to you to figure out what's the priority in which these things should be accomplished and how I should go after it. And so just that that ability to frame up 
you know, what is the, the urgent thing, um, which we usually live in urgency and then what feels like the urgent thing, or, and then what is the important thing that I need to get done? And so that's probably the biggest thing in, in our coaching was how do I structure my time and how do I figure out what my next right step is in, in every season of ministry? Because there, there wasn't a, a guidebook or a rule book and every church plant looks different. So th- to have someone process those things with me were, were extremely crucial in how I could move forward um, with confidence as a church planner. How about you, Alan? What was your journey into coaching? You know, it's interesting. I, I think I was inherently coaching people before I knew what coaching was. And so it was incredibly helpful for me when I started to meet other people, hear about this thing called coaching, um, find out that people were being paid for it, which was crazy to me. Um, and this is just something that I had done with within developing apprentices. They would head off and you know do incredible things and be in their next you know, sort of ministry season and assignment and would call me and would ask me questions. And I remember always hearing that questions actually shape people more than the answers and the Socratic method. And uh, and so I just began to ask them these questions and they would come to realizations themselves. I would ask them about their next steps, which would form sort of their accountability for the next time. And next time I would just ask them follow-up questions. And so um, without any training, I was just sort of doing that. Now, of course, that has its its limits. And I began to spend time with more coaches, be able to get some training, be able to, um, you know, train more people specifically to be able to to be coaches through Stay Forth Design. So it's it's pretty incredible to look back and think about. Uh, but honestly, I fell in love with it, watching transformation in people's lives where we get to be that guide where they don't have this expectation we're going to carry them up a mountain, which gets exhausting. You know, it's a lot of dead weight if they just quit halfway up. Uh, And so I just loved the posture of coming alongside, sort of getting to peek into those moments of transformation. And uh, something always happens during coaching. And so I'm coaching a guy right now. He's about to have his second kid. And this is sort of this wake-up call. There's a gal that I'm coaching now who has had a health scare in her life. and, And she's saying, whoa, I better figure out my stress and overwhelm levels so this doesn't make things worse in my life. So I love watching those wake-up calls happen, even when they're not pretty or easy uh, in that sense. I kind of happened my way into it and have absolutely loved staying on this coaching journey. So what about you, David? How did you make that shift from being coached to actually wanting to coach others and then jumping onto our Stay Forth Designs team as a coach? Yeah, I think like most things in life, when you have an experience that's life-transforming, you want to help, you know, bring that to others. And so it could be with our faith, you know, we have an experience with God or, or an experience with the gospel and we want to help others do the same. And so coaching was such a profound <clears throat> experience in my life uh, or relationally, but also just the, 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 the ability for me to move into greater, you know, levels of productivity and capacity and just understand myself so much better and enter into a new season of health. Because when I was first a church planner, I was not healthy. <laughs> I mean, there, I still have work to go in in my own, you know, personal journey with with health and my relationship with God. But um, I mean, that was a season where if if I was continued to do the same things over and over and over again, I probably would have burnt out. And they say practice makes perfect, but if your practice is all jacked up, um, you don't end up with perfection. You generally end up uh, with cycles of burnout, and so. Um, to have a coach in my corner was this amazing, profound experience for me. 
and I wanted to help um, others do the same. And kind of similar to you, I had been doing it in a way that was informal and people had you know, reached out to me and I had relationships with people back in Indiana, um, relationships with other pastors and church planners that kind of took the, the shape of coaching. But because it, it was such a meaningful experience to me, I, I really wanted to understand what makes coaching so profound and so powerful. And that was getting into learning the art of asking questions, of pulling things out of them, not just pouring things in, um, learning how to listen well, uh, and things like that. And so coaching really spawned from my experience and then wanting uh, others to experience those same kind of breakthroughs and same kind of moments of health. I love it. Well, you you do it well, my man. So uh, let me flip that question back on you. What do you love about coaching? Well, w- what I love about coaching is uh, again, it's to see it's to see breakthroughs of of health where you can see and you can feel, and and the person that's coming to you, the person that you're coaching, they feel pain points and moments of unhealth. That's why they want coaching. And so to see this kind of release or this breakthrough or these moments of freedom where they either have gotten their weekend back or they've figured out how to you know, manage their schedule or their energy to be intentional about their weeks, intentional about their rest and their Sabbath, you see these moments where people come alive because they hadn't experienced that for so long. They were uh, running on empty. They were they were resting from work. They weren't working from rest. And so there's all these moments where when those begin to shift and those either they're a paradigm shift or they're a practice or a rhythm shift in people's life. And then you see the fruit and sometimes it's almost immediate where it's an aha moment or they've they've tried something for a week and they've seen um, just a drastic shift to see that in people's lives. And then you know it's not just this leader that's in front of you, but it's all the people that they're leading because we reproduce ourselves into the people we lead. And sometimes we reproduce some nasty, unhealthy things into the people we lead. And so to see that shift and just know that that's, you know, that's going to be poured out into other people the health, the newfound health is going to be poured out into other people is, I mean, it's just an amazing um, feeling and it's an amazing experience to see God work through this, this coaching relationship. Yeah. There aren't many joys quite like that. Just watching somebody grow. I love that moment, David, when somebody thinks it's impossible and then they come back after maybe three or four or five sessions in and realize, wait a minute, it's actually possible. Like I can actually lead this high capacity team or organization or life leadership role and not be heading toward burnout. Like they literally started by thinking, if I'm going to pursue this thing called leadership for the long haul, it means somewhere in the process, I'm just going to lose my heart or lose my soul. And uh, and I love watching that moment for them to come alive to say, I'm actually doing less and I'm accomplishing more and I'm more gathered, more available to my family in the meantime. Um, so yeah, it, it never gets old. It's incredible to watch. And really the, the bread and butter of what we do is 10 sessions. And so it's built on this idea of it might take you a while and some practice. We usually don't see huge gains, uh, session one or two. Sometimes we see significant barriers um, broken down and some breakthroughs happen, but it usually gets really good five, six, seven sessions in. Uh, and we see God do some incredible work. And I feel like we just are on the front row getting to witness that. Yeah. What are some victories that you've seen coaching um, the various clients that you've had? Oh man. Um, I think about this one gal who I was coaching and she kind of felt like her leadership had been snuffed out in that season. 
um, like she was being overpowered in leadership and really had no voice. Um, and really, I think it was the hand of God moving some things out of the way, bringing back some health, some of the right decisions to that organization. And suddenly she was shot out of a cannon. She had a plan for the direction she was going to go. She was already leading well. She was leading herself well. And when she stepped into more influence, she was ready. She was ready to lead her team toward a new future. Uh, that was pretty incredible to, to be part of. Um, it was just right after coaching um, that that big shift happened for her. Anytime when I hear somebody saying, I'm getting my nights and weekends back, like I'm sleeping at night soundly, I'm present with my family. I uh, had a guy a couple sessions in say, my goal is now to take two days off on the weekend. So not just one day off, but an actual Sabbath and a day off. He's now giving that gift to his family. Um, he's getting time with his daughter and he's saying, I'm loving it. He's becoming more effective and efficient because he's taking the right time to rest uh, and I think ultimately becoming more of a high capacity leader because of that and giving his best to both instead of having to kind of split the difference. Um, I love when I see somebody say, I'm, I'm getting to use my time intentionally now. And so I'm getting the right things done, not just more things or productivity hacks. Um, had a guy say to me, I never would have been able to get this huge project done if it weren't for the time blocking and the way that we work this, this tool called the weekly planning grid. And is, is literally knowing where time belongs in that part of the week, in that part of the day, so he doesn't feel stressed the whole rest of the week like he's running behind. Uh, so pretty, pretty cool. I just had the huge privilege of coaching a guy through his sabbatical, and he was so close to burnout at the very beginning, and he just came back alive in those 10 sessions over 10 weeks. And it was incredible to watch this guy literally come to life. He's a new man. He's offering his best self back to his family, to the team he leads, and ultimately just has a new bar for what health and longevity looks like in his life. Um, so what about you? Is there a victory that sticks out to you that you've gotten to experience uh, with someone that you're coaching? Well, sometimes uh, you might have ideas of how the coaching session or really the 10 sessions are going to go. And one of uh, the people that I got to coach, I thought I was going to be coaching a church planner into really how to be a, a church planner, how to manage time, how to um, still be a present husband while uh, planning a church. And about halfway through in our sessions, something clicked where he realized, I, I don't think I want to be a church planner. I, I don't think this is what I'm called to do. I don't think this is how I'm wired. And so the rest of our sessions, which which felt like kind of this you know, panic moment of like, okay, where do we go from here? Um, we got to figure out clarity of calling. And that in five sessions of when he realized this isn't what I'm supposed to do, we were able to process through what he was called for, how he was wired, what God was leading him into in this new season. And and he was able to find a role that fit him perfectly. And um, he's continuing to minister within that. And it's something that, that he's really, he was made for and he's thriving in right now. And so those are the moments in which um, they're not always what you expect, but um, so even just clarity in that is a, a major victory that most of us feel stuck when we don't have a clear vision of, of where we're headed or what God's calling us to. And so that um, clarity that he found was a major victory and it was um, just a joy for me to be part of it, just to be alongside in that journey of um, him figuring out what God's called him to do. And so I love seeing that. I love seeing people come alive. Once they have their the clarity of where God's calling them to, they're able to to run hard after it. And when you're unclear, um, you usually just sit there stuck trying to to figure out what your next step is. 
And so coaching has been great for that. I, I hate that feeling in my own life of being stuck. Um, I hate watching other people be stuck. I mean, it's one of the things that drives me crazy to think how much capacity and potential in people is wasted because they're literally spinning their wheels in the mud and they're working so hard, but they feel like they're on that treadmill, just hitting it higher and higher and higher, but not really going anywhere. And um, one of the things that's unique about our coaching is that we infuse tools in what we do. And so the goal is that long after the coaching is over, you're able to actually work these tools and continue to see victories in your own lives. And I feel like it's an integrity issue that we should be weaning people off of us, not just saying, hey, you're ready for another 10 sessions, but ultimately saying we're sort of teaching men to fish um, as we're coaching and not just handing out the fish. So we're pretty excited about um, just some of the results that we're seeing. Um, I'm starting to coach more business leaders, and I was insecure at first about that coming from the ministry and nonprofit side of things, but getting to see these aren't just Christian issues or church issues or ministry issues. And these aren't just leadership issues, actually. These are human issues that many times involve priorities, making the right decisions. And man, when somebody makes their next right step and their next right decision in a healthy direction, there's nothing like it because you don't see people start Sabbathing and go, no, that wasn't that great. Um, And people get unstressed and go, you know what? I'd like to go back to stress. No, it's just once you've tasted it, you want to stay there. So I love seeing those victories, not just in the moment, but hearing back months later, uh, and even over a year later, a year and a half later, when people say I'm still working the same process, it's incredible to to be part of. Sometimes, David, people say something to me like, oh, I feel human again, whether it's after a break or a Sabbath or the right vacation or staying out of their phone and answering too many emails at night. I mean, it's just been incredible. And ultimately, it's a gift to not only to the leader, but to their team, to their family, uh, to their kids, and and ultimately to God's kingdom. Um one of the things that I say a lot is that at Stay Forth Designs, we're not in the leadership business, we're in the freedom business. And so it strikes me, David, everything that we're talking about, these victories that we see, people coming back alive, um, people pushing the urgent away to come back to what's important, um, is all about freedom and the freedom to live as God has designed them to, not as our culture has kind of stuck them uh, into those corners. So uh, man, it's it's incredible to continue to watch. We've got a couple other coaches on our Stay Four team, and um, we just encourage you if if you're listening to this and you are feeling stuck, it's at least worth reaching out to us. You can get a free breakthrough session, and then at the end of that, you can say, "Hey, maybe this is for me. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're feeling the chemistry in the season. Maybe you're not." But we would encourage you just go to stayforth.com/backslash/coaching. Click on our coaching page. You can hear a little bit more about our 10 tools and 10 sessions. We also are willing to set up cohorts. If you have several people on your team that want to go through some coaching together, we're glad to do that, facilitate that. Uh, but it's it's been incredible to watch. I mean, people are literally experiencing freedom again, um, getting healthy, and we think they can go kind of for the long haul in that. So, uh, David, last question. What would you say to somebody who's considering coaching um, it costs time. You have to invest money in the process. Uh, it never maybe seems like a convenient time uh, to get coaching. But what would you tell that person who's just considering taking their next step into coaching? Well, I, I mean, everything in our life is a decision between priorities. I mean, we never feel like we have enough time for most things in our life. And the question that I would ask you and that that I've asked myself, if if I continued at the same pace, where am I headed? If I continued on the same trajectory 
that I've been going at, if it was just more and more of the same, where would I be headed? And I think for some of us, the answer, if we're honest with ourselves, might be burnout. And coaching is really, it's a disruption in that pathway towards towards burnout. And so it does take time. It takes resources. Oftentimes it can um, you know, be some hard asks of your church to see if coaching you know, fits into a budget or anything like that. There's all sorts of barriers between coaching. And some of those could be legitimate for this season um, that you're in. But the question that I would ask is, if I did more of the same, where am I headed? If it's burnout, I would encourage you to, to at least explore coaching because we believe that it is possible to lead and not lose your soul, to lead and not burn out, to lead and still have your weekends, to lead and still be a present husband or father or wife or mother. And we've seen those things in our own lives and we've seen them in the lives of the people that we've been able to coach. And so we believe it's possible to avoid burnout. We believe it's possible to uh, to find freedom in coaching. And so uh, I would just encourage you to wrestle with that, to ask that question of where am I headed through my current season of life at this pace, in these rhythms, in this habit, with this stress load? That question is, um, and, and to really wrestle with that. Awesome. Well, David, it's been fun to watch you, you know, from that, that first coaching conversation, you know, maturing a ton over these few years and then to jump on and um, to coach. And sometimes David and I get the opportunity to consult together and sit with teams. And uh, it's been fun to do that, fun to do this podcast together and talk about something we're both super passionate about. Would encourage you guys, if you're listening to this and you're interested in coaching, go to stayforth.com backslash coaching. You can just check out what we're about. Uh, Reach out there for a free breakthrough session. If there's somebody on your team that feels like they're drowning, they may not make it, now is the time. It's easiest right now to reach out. It's always harder the longer you wait for coaching. We do have some openings coming up for coaching on our team. We also have female coaches as well. If you feel more comfortable with a female coach, we'd love to facilitate that. We do most of our coaching over Zoom all over the country. We're excited to see what might be brewing in you and how we can come alongside of that process. If this has been helpful to you, you know somebody who's a coach or a potential coach or looking for coaching, please review this, subscribe to this so you can get it in there. But of course, share this, take a screenshot, get it over to those people, text the link over to them. We would love for as many ears as possible to hear this so that the hearts and minds of those people listening can take in this very important message that you can indeed lead for the long haul without losing your soul. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. We got some really good ones coming up this summer, so we can't wait to have you on for this next series. We'll see you next time.